Welcome to Uniquely Wired, the video podcast that uncovers the beauty and uniqueness of autism. Hi, I'm Nani, your host and passionate advocate for autism. On this video podcast, you can expect to hear stories about both of my kids and their autism journey, tips, encouragement, interviews of other autism moms, therapies, and so much more. Join me as we explore the world of autism through heartfelt conversations and informative discussions. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Uniquely Wired Podcast. I'm your host, Nani, and I'm so happy to have you here today listening, watching, wherever you're connecting from. On this episode, I'm actually going to cover the therapies that both of my children receive. Um, So let's start off with Eliana. So first and foremost, when Eliana was first diagnosed, well, actually before she received her official diagnosis of autism, she was already receiving um, early intervention services. So during early intervention, she was receiving special instruction, speech, and OT. She got older and she started preschool she started receiving ABA services and if you're not familiar with ABA ABA is pretty much applied behavior analysis so they focus a lot on things that are causing certain behaviors and then they pretty much come up with a plan to work on that behavior if that makes sense I hope I'm explaining myself right But that's pretty much what it is, and that's what she receives, right? Now that she's in elementary school, after preschool, she's still receiving speech. She is still receiving OT services, which is occupational therapy, and she is still receiving ABA. But breaking news, can I just say that I just had a meeting with her BCBA, And this is the person that oversees Eliana's behavioral technician, the person that works one-on-one with her, you know, giving her that ABA support. I was just told by her that come October, most likely Eliana's ABA services are going to be faded, (laughs) which is great news, you guys. I mean, you don't ever want your child to have therapy for the rest of their life let alone ABA like I just feel like it's such a huge thing to celebrate and be happy about I just thought I'd share that with you guys I'm very happy that you know most likely come the fall um, God willing you know the services for ABA are going to be faded um, but she still wants to wait until the beginning of the school year only because oh my god it is thundering and raining so hard here I don't know if you guys can hear it, but she wants to wait until September because she wants to see how Eliana does and how she adjusts to her new teacher in the new classroom. Only because in kindergarten and first grade these past two years, she had the same teacher and she was in the same classroom setting. So now it's going to be a whole new teacher and a whole new classroom setting and I'm pretty sure she runs things differently so um she just wants to see how she adjusts and how she does but other than that that's great and Eliana's doing wonderful um I actually just had a scenario not too long ago that I was told which actually I had to find out that my daughter was not receiving speech services um since towards the middle of May until the end of the school year, which her last day of school was Tuesday, 
of this week. And this is, it's June 16 right now. So Tuesday of this week um, was her last day of school. And that pissed me off, if I'm honest. And, you know, I did my calls, did my emails, did what I had to do as a mother to find out why was I not informed that my daughter was not receiving speech services when it clearly states in her IP that she needs that. Do not let things slide. Like, just don't let things go under the rug. Speak on them right away. That very day that I found out that she was not getting services for that amount of weeks, I did my, I sent my email, I did my calls, and I scheduled a meeting. And they got to me really fast, surprisingly, and responded, were on it. Um, it was just unacceptable. So just so y'all know, like, if right now your child who's autistic or has an IEP and they get therapy and they're in preschool, enjoy and embrace those years in preschool because once they hit public school or any schooling system, charter, it doesn't matter. Like things change. Things get so different from communication to the hours of services and the minutes. Things change. I'm just saying, I'm going through it right now with my daughter and I have to fight for next year, for next school year, for her to get, um, you know, the amount of services that she deserves and that she requires. Because right now, she has been receiving speech therapy 30 minutes a month, which is nothing, okay? It's nothing. So I'm wanting to, well, not that I'm wanting, but they're going to have to bump up her time with speech. So... That's that, and that should be fun. Um, occupational therapy, you know, she's getting her time, and I'm, I'm really happy. I really like her occupational therapist. So with Eliana, you know, everything is said. It's just a matter of working, th working things out, really advocating for my child, and just putting myself out there. You know, that's what we have to do as autism parents and just as specialty parents in general. So constantly having to advocate for that and I'm not going to stop. You know, we're going to keep doing it. So I encourage you to do the same thing. Now, let's switch to Jacob. So I just had his IEP meeting this week and it went wonderful. I'm telling you, I love his team, his teacher, all his therapists. I mean, from speech all the way to ABA, they are so wonderful with him. And I'm not saying this just to say it. I say it because I see the change in my son. I see the progress in my son. Like I see how far he's come from when he started preschool in September of 2022 to where he's at now, June 2023. Like the the progress is incredible. And I love the new goals they are adding to his IEP now. Um, to start working on and I'm pleased and I'm happy and what I love about preschool and at least where my son goes and the team that he has working with him um, you guys you guys can hear Eliana she's stimming because um, again it's summer she's off school but my son is obviously still in school. So he gets school throughout the summer. His preschool works differently. He gets school throughout the summer, still receives his services at school. He only gets off the last two weeks of June. And then he'll go back after July 4th. And he'll be off towards the end of August. And then go back in September. 
But anyways, back to his therapist. Um, I love the goals that they have for him. Jacob right now, just like Eliana, they both have an AAC device, which is a communication device. Just so you guys can understand it better. That's what it is. Um, but he also uses PECS, which is the picture exchange. Um, he won't exchange it, but he still points at the picture, which is great communication still and is validated. Um Right now, his device is a trial, so we're working to getting him a permanent device, um, which we know it's going to happen. But yeah, so he's come such a long way. Same thing with Jacob. The same thing I did with Ellie was put him in early intervention and have him receive his therapy before I even got an official autism diagnosis. So he was already familiar with therapies. So by the time he started preschool, he already knew what to expect, right? And I'm just so happy because I see the progress. I see the change and just how far he's come. And it, it only gives me hope to how well he's going to continue to do, right? So, yeah. So, Jacob is completely non-speaking. He doesn't have words. He doesn't, you know, he just babbles and makes sounds and noise like a baby. And he's three years old. He'll be four. Versus Eliana, she was non-speaking, like she had no words at all when she was younger, around his age, actually. And then she now has some type of language. You know, she does have language in her. She just still can't fully communicate. She can't fully express her feelings she can and I mean with her words I don't mean like actually showing it because she shows feelings but really just telling us how she feels so those are things that we still we're still working on when it comes to speech with Ellie and even with Jacob you know these are things that we're starting to teach them and you know how to best communicate and things like that so with Jacob I'm very pleased with the amount of time that he's getting for therapy um he actually accomplished, he conquered and overcame one of his goals for PT, which was, you know, going up and down the steps. And really, we knew that most of the time that he was putting his, you know, his knees on the steps and trying to go up that way and come down that way is because he's so short. Like my son is little compared to other three-year-olds or four-year-olds. Like he's tiny. So I think he sometimes get intimidated by the steps depending how high he thinks they are or they may look to him. So, but I'm glad that goal, you know, has been crushed and she believes that he's going to do wonderful and the taller he gets, the much better he's going to go up and down the steps. So that concern is out um, right now she's doing more on working on obstacles with him and things like that and, and just his stability and making sure his balance as well and things like that. So I'm really happy and very pleased. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much the therapies my children receive. Jacob does receive ABA as well. And I can only encourage those families that are watching that maybe you've been hesitant about certain therapies maybe you've been hesitant about starting your kids in preschool and you know you're afraid and you're allowing that fear to speak to you I want to encourage you to let go of fear pray your way through it and get your children the help they need advocate for them make sure they are getting the services that you know as a mother they need and the services that possibly a professional is you know, requesting for you to get for your child. So definitely don't be afraid. Do it. I know I was asked, you know, if I was scared when I started my kids in preschool, 
absolutely I was scared when I started them in preschool, you know. I mean, if I was to say that I wasn't scared, I'll be lying. But I was scared, you know, when I had to start my kids in preschool um, because they don't speak. So it's like they can't tell me how was their day or who did what to them. And I think that was one of my biggest fear, putting them into school in general. You know, just them not being able to communicate um, what could have possibly happened throughout the school throughout the school day. You know, getting in the car and having to ask them these questions that I know that are going to be difficult for them to answer or that they're not there yet, you know. Um, but I'm honestly very grateful that I actually went on about it and started them in preschool when I did as hard as it was. I'm grateful because now I can look back and I'm like, it's worth it. It was worth it. It's still worth it that I did that. Again, keep advocating for your child and the services they are supposed to be receiving. Get the help that you need. If you need to have an advocate to navigate you, to support you, get one. There are some wonderful advocates out there that I know that can be there for you every step of the way. You're not alone remember that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our third podcast episode. Um, Be sure to share it and be sure to follow me on social media to keep up with my family and the progress of Eliana and Jacob. I'll see you again on the next podcast episode.